It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Hello, good evening, and thank you for joining us for Idle Talk on WBYN, W-E-E-U, 8.30 a.m. <laughs> and 11.40? 11.60. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry I got that wrong. Uh, but thank you for joining us. And you have to excuse- She's going to keep trying. I'm going to keep on and, trying. And if you don't know, she does, her, her hair color is blonde. Hey, but it's dyed. Okay. But I'm par- partially gray anyway. Anyway, <laughs> please excuse us because we are both sick. We yep. are we are on uh, on antibiotics and medication, so if we both sound a little nasally tonight. Please excuse us. We're gonna try to sound a little bit better next week. Yeah, I said to Tom on the way. Uh, we went out to the farm show this week, which Noel and um, Mike were broadcasting from yesterday. We missed them, but we went on the way back from the farm show. I was like, if I still sound this terrible, which I sounded horrible, mm-hmm. I said I'm not going on the air. <laughs> she blew her nose and sounded worse. Oh god, it was terrible. But I went and saw my doctor, so I have antibiotics, so everything's all good. Yep. So everything's getting better. Yeah. So we decided we're going to keep on talking about buying a car. Yeah. Because I mean, it is a, it's a huge purchase. Yeah. Even absolutely. if you only spend a couple thousand dollars on it, it's still it's still a very large purchase. Right. So I don't know where we where we left off last time, but well, we didn't get much past checking about oil changes last <laughs> time. No, well, that's good. Uh, we are taking your call six ten three seven four eight eight zero zero or the eight hundred number eight 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 four zero one zero four five nine. Call in. We don't have to talk about buying a car. We could talk about anything regarding vehicles that you would like. Uh, but give us a call. We are live on the air six ten three seven four eight eight zero zero or eight 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 four zero one zero four five nine. So I'll go back into talking about, you know, I said about looking uh, on oil, what type of oil the car Mm -hmm. takes. But you also want to look at tire sizes. Yeah. I always look at tire sizes when I go to buy a car. Yeah. And you did that when when I bought the Fiesta. Yeah. Just a recap. Yep. And I always want to know how much that tire is going to cost to replace when I go to go to fix it. Mm -hmm. So I always want to know, like, all the things that wear out on the car. How much are they going to cost to fix? Yeah. You know, how much is it going to cost to take care of it? How much is it going to cost to fix? Should we talk about the brakes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted to talk about the brakes last week. And, you know, there's there's some new braking technology out there that um, not a lot of cars have it, yeah. but some do. And it's they are carbon ceramic brakes. The, the pads or the rotors? The rotors. The rotors. And then the... Pads are also a special compound also. But just clarify, the rotors are generally made out of? Iron. Okay. So when they're made out of iron, they tend to, they will, well, what a, what a brake actually does is it's a bunch of friction and it actually makes heat. Mm-hmm. So you have the brake pads that push on the brake rotor and they actually squeeze it and it turns that motion energy into heat energy. Mm-hmm. And that rotor's job is to dissipate the heat. Right. So the better it can transfer the heat, the better the car will stop. Because there's different types of rotors. There's yep. a single, just flat rotor, mm-hmm. just one ply. And then there's a rotor that's... Uh, yeah, vented ones. Vented and then you drilled. Have, yep, drilled. Have little holes in it. Yep. 
and you have slotted ones. Slotted, right. So the drilled and slotted ones are actually, um, back in the day, a lot of um, brake pads were made out of organic material, and as they wore out, and, and asbestos, yeah. and as they wore out, they would build up gas between the pad and the rotor, and it would actually not make it grip as tight. Okay. So they found out when they slotted the rotors, it would allow the gas to escape and it would break better. Oh, so that's where the okay. slots came from. I thought that was for dissipation. No. Uh, it's like it's merely to let the gas out. Okay. So you don't see that as much anymore on like mm-hmm. a modern brake pad. There's They took the asbestos out. Right. They took, they took a lot of stuff out. Uh, recently, they took copper out of brake pads. And copper did what? It actually was really good at not wearing down the rotor, and it would also help with, like, anti-squeal stuff. So it was a softer compound. It was mm-hmm. softer than the actual the yep. metal of the rotor. Yeah. Okay. So, like, brake pads are just kind of made up of all different types of things, and they press them together, mm-hmm. and they glue them to, a like, a metal backing plate. Okay. And uh, they could be made out of most anything. So what they'll end up, so what they ended up doing was um, taking copper out of it. I think in 2012 they made a law that last year they had to had to take them out. So because uh, the copper was hurting the environment, okay, essentially, yeah. So all you had all these all these brake pads being brought in, and they relied very heavily on copper, and you'd end up with heavy metal pollution in the waterways. Okay, yeah, so, because you know as you drive, the dust comes off dust and comes lays off, alongside the road, and then or your tires get wet, and then it washes down into the road mm-hmm. and have all sorts of heavy metals on the on the highway on the roadway. So. One of the new things some of these manufacturers are doing, they're offering these special brake packages. They sound great when you buy them. They're like, you'll never have to put brakes in this car, this carbon ceramic brakes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm skeptical from (laughs) the start, but okay. They they last a very long time. What's a very long time? Um, you probably get a hundred thousand miles. Oh, out that's of not bad. That's so, not bad. Yeah. Okay, so let's just go back for a second. How long would a regular, not super cheap, because I mean, you get well, what you pay for with brake pads. Like, if you're going to buy a set of nine ninety nine brake pads and put them on yourself in, in the driveway, they may not last very long. I mean, yeah, probably not. We did we did some experiments at the shop. With we did, that. yeah, um, on our loaner we, cars, yeah, and our, our personal lo- cars, uh, yeah, this kind of see how the inexpensive brake pads would hold up to better brake pads, right, and. Generally, the the lesser expensive ones wear out really quickly. Of course, um, we had a set on our loaner car for ten thousand miles, and they were about three quarters of the way. And a regular good set of like quality brake pads and rotors, how long should they last? Well, depends on how you drive. Right. So, depends. but let's just say you do, you a, do good, a, a good mix of a good highway mix, and get, stop and go. Should get you know, 40,000 miles. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. Now, if you're just driving around town all the time and everything's stop and go, Mm -hmm. they're going to wear out a lot quicker Mm -hmm. than if you're going down the highway Mm -hmm. because you're not using them when you're going down the highway. Right, yeah. You're only using them in that stop and go traffic. Yeah, I mean, I know I've, I remember calculating um, one of our customers, she she put, um, she did the rear brakes and then I calculated the mileage on the front brakes and it was like 70,000 miles. And I'm like, you, yeah. you got your money's worth there because mm-hmm. I mean, 70,000 miles is 
really good for a set of passive rotors. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I derailed you, but please continue yeah. with the hundred thousand mile. So so these special pads and rotors, you know, you'll see them as a line item, and we've had a couple people that had Audis that had them on mm-hmm. that they brought them in and. You have to be really careful around them because they're actually really brittle. Mm-hmm. Like if you hit, like they're made to be pressed on one way, and if something hits them like from an opposite way, like they're made to be like pushed in. But if something doesn't push on them at the exact right angle, they'll crack. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they're not good. So um, I did a little searching around to see how much a brake replacement on this stuff would cost. And hold on to your hat, Ash. Yes. Anywhere from thirteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars. Stop it! Stop it! That's, that, okay, that's <laughs> it's more than one of my. That's more than I paid for a car. Yeah. New. Yeah. At no. Yeah. But so, okay, so if you pay that much for, okay, so if I'm trying to formulate yeah, yeah. this question to make sense, but is it worth it to pay that much for a set of pads and rotors? So on a normal car. So and that and that is where everything kind of comes back. Yeah. And you ask yourself that question if you own one of these cars. Mm-hmm. And the content, the general consensus is that when these cars come due for brakes, um, people are probably going to sell them, and then they're going to end up on the used car market. Right. And people people will end up buying them that don't know what it has. Right. Because you so, can't just put any old set of pads and no, rotors on there. No. You can't even put like. I'll put a Mercedes set of pads and rotors on there, but I don't want to put the specific type of pads and rotors yet. They, yeah. They're pretty specific in terms of what they're going to need, correct? You're probably going to have to switch an awful lot of stuff over. You could probably do it. Oh, really? You could probably do it, but you're going to have to buy all new brakes, like, like calipers, hoses. Okay. Maybe even the, the ABS unit that controls the uh, mm. the brakes, too. That, then you'd have to reprogram have, that, too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that's a little tiny brain. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it can go off the the deep end there. So so be but, warned. <laughs> be warned. These are showing up, and they're not just on fancy. You know, they're not on the real fancy cars. You know, we're seeing them on used Audis. Um, like what model? I'm thinking I saw it on an A4, or it might have been an S4. It's probably an S4. Probably an S4. Yeah. But still, a used S4. It's crazy. Is, is in the price range of somebody looking for a regular sedan mm-hmm. and you could end up buying one with this special brake package mm-hmm. and end up, you know, costing yourself a lot of money. It's like, you might as well just turn it into a race car at that point because you're going to have <laughs> so much money invested in it that it's, it's gonna be almost crazy. not going to be worth, not going to be worth, um, you know, put, investing put regular... into it. Yeah. 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 And, and I just thought, you know, you, you don't see it and I, I'll, when this ends up happening, when these manufacturers do this with these fancy brakes, it doesn't take long until the other manufacturers start putting them on their cars, too. Yeah, I I think I, I tend to disagree with that because I think a lot of times there's a lot of pushback, especially with regular regular vehicles. I'm air quoting regular yeah. vehicles, not like a Bentley or an Aston or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, this is an Audi sedan that the mm-hmm. normal like banker or even you and I would drive, you know, yeah. there, sometimes there I mean, can be pushback. That's what I'm saying. You could, you could pick this car up probably used for 20 in the 20,000 between 20 and $30,000. Right. But what I'm disagreeing with you is, was like, I don't know if 
if manufacturers are going to say, hey, I'm going to do that also, they may say, hey, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to have that stigma of a $13,000 break break that, job. That could yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to take a we're going to take a really quick break. We're live 610-374-8800. Give us a call. We will take your uh, questions and we'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you for joining us. Uh Ashley and Tom here from King's Auto Repair and Idle Talk Radio. Yep. <laughs> I was just looking just at me trying like, to crack her yep. up. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about um uh brake and brake packages and very expensive brakes. Yeah. Um and you were saying that a lot <clears throat> excuse me, that uh you feel as though manufacturers are gonna start going that way, and I kinda disagree with that. So Well, uh, usually it it takes a bunch of years. Yeah. But I mean, do you think their price was would come down based I, on the volume of? I think as the as the as the volume increases, the price will come down. Right now, it's like a specialty thing. But how much? I mean, as it's a thirteen thousand dollar pads and rotors on one axle, front or rear, correct? Yes. So how much could that actually come down? Now I know if you compare it to like the LASIK. Back in the day when it first started, it was like ten thousand dollars an eye, and now you can get your LASIK done. For like a thousand dollars or five, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. I've never looked into it, but I know it's incredibly inexpensive now because the technology is there. Mm-hmm. It's been established. But do you really think that we could go from a thirteen thousand dollar brake job down to like what a normal brake job would be like, even a thousand? Mm, probably not. Yeah, probably not to a thousand. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's just a lot of dough for brakes, and I understand that brakes are the thing, the only thing that stops you. You know, yeah. so you got to have good ones, but mm-hmm. shazam. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean so. it's, a, it's you know something to to look at. You know when you're going to buy that used car, you know you're go looking to buy that used car. Yeah. Make sure that it doesn't have any of this odd stuff. You know if you're trying to save money. Yeah. You know and you're trying to buy something that's economical to drive. And, right. You know it, it's something definitely to look at. That's what you call blowing the budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll blow the budget in no time. But I just want to plug King's Auto Repair at this point. This is our our baby. Um. We do something called a used car check, yeah, and bring the car in for a little bit of insurance, like fifty bucks. You can mm-hmm. we can look at the car, we can note anything that's wrong with it, and we don't necessarily give our opinion on the vehicle, but we'll give our um, professional opinion about this is what you know what we what think, we would suggest to keep it in good for, working order, right? For maintenance, this is what we're seeing that probably if it were to go to a, through inspection today. These are the things you'd mm-hmm. have to address, uh, most especially with rust. Yeah, rust is such See a big that. thing anymore. I mean, yep. with you know failing vehicles. Been seeing for rust. a lot of cars with a lot of rust. Yeah, and you know we had a customer come through. He had a beautiful uh, 2004, no five um, Tundra. Oh yeah, Tacoma Just the other week. Tacoma, it looked great on the outside, and it was. Oh, and we we and did a Tundra. The, we yeah. Two. Yeah. Oh, did we have two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had a, a well, Tundra and a Tacoma. And, well, Tom and um, Dan did a, a Facebook Live on it that it was completely rusty on the bottom, and you're just yeah. like, it's just heartbreaking because it's such a nice, nice vehicle, well taken care of. It's just the guts, you know, up underneath. Now, now I will say with the Toyota frame, I know they had a recall on them. I don't know if no, it was it. It expired, it expired ten now. years. It was oh. open for ten years. 
So, I mean, That's a shame. but we always suggest in those kinds of situations for the individual to call the manufacturer, not the dealer, but Toyota USA, yeah. you know, 1-800-TOYOTA-USA, whatever the number is, to see if they can get some satisfaction. Because if you're a Toyota driver or a dedicated Hyundai driver or whatever the case is, you can go call them and say, listen, I really love your vehicles, but I'm having a problem with this one. They may give you some satisfaction. Because they want to keep you as a customer. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that's my plug for for our used car check. <laughs> if you have, if you're thinking about buying a used car, give us a call. We always uh, will do the used car check. Yep. Fifty bucks, run it through, do look at all the maintenance, look at anything that's wrong with it. And for for me, it's a nice way to. I mean, we really dig a lot. We make sure they weren't in a flood. Right. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do all that kind of good stuff. So we make we look at a lot of stuff. So fifty bucks is is a nice little insurance policy for yourself to make sure you know what you're getting into because it could look nice from the outside but just be completely yeah. rusty underneath. So yeah, we've seen seen quite a few of those over the years. Yeah, like absolutely beautiful yeah. on the outside. You're just like, oh, you put it up in the air and it looks like it was uh, pulled out of the ocean underneath. <laughs> and it's so heartbreaking. You're just yeah. like, oh man, I don't want to tell this to the customer, but you, of course we do, just yeah. to. Because everyone has to be on the up and up with that kind of stuff. Exactly. So anyway, so what else are we going to talk about, Thomas? So, you know, I really want to talk about like wheel size too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, years ago, it was nothing to have like 14 and 15 inch wheels were common. Uh-huh. And then they came out with 16s. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing these giant wheels on cars, you know. A yeah, lot coming of the, from the manufacturer too. Yeah, coming from the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I know GM puts uh, 22 inch wheels mm-hmm. on a bunch of their SUVs. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing you got to make, you know, you really want to look at is a lot of times anything bigger than an 18 inch wheel. Now the tires cost quite a bit more. Absolutely. Especially a truck tire. Yeah. A truck tire. And, um, probably the biggest oddball is the 19 inch tire, the 19 inch rim. Oh yeah. They're kind Kind of of, a weird size. Yeah. Kind of a weird size. Hmm. They're out there. But they're really hard for whatever reason to find some uh, like tires in that size. Like hmm. everything in like a 19 inch tire seems to be like super expensive. And that's just that goes along with the more they make, the more prevalent yeah. it's going to be. The less the the cheaper the price. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you're gonna it's gonna limit out as as to how cheap it can actually be if it's a brand new tire. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I mean, I remember when. Ford came out with the 20-inch tires. People were like, whoa, 20-inch tires, you know. And now it's like nothing to have a 22-inch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of want to, yeah, they look really cool. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're trying to, if you're looking at replacement cost in that, it it really runs the price up when you... When you purchase something with like larger rims on it, but the way to do way to do that research is tire rack or um, yeah, generally tire rack has, just has that a lot of information because they're just a, such an enormous supplier, um, wholesale and retail mm-hmm. for tires. You can go on. You don't even have to know the size of the vehicle, size of the tire or the wheel. You can choose your sizes you... by just by the vehicle. Yeah, a lot of times and the you trim can walk line. through. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll tell you the size. Mm-hmm. And it'll give you a bunch of prices and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, you can definitely do your research that way. So, yeah, I mean, and we should actually talk just briefly about the tire sizing and how what yeah. it means. So do you yeah. want to go into that? Yeah, actually, had a Mike and I had a conversation about that okay. at, before we left tonight um, because one of his uh, – 
guess stepdaughter, okay. um, one of his wife's daughters, mm-hmm. uh, sent a message to him, you know, asking about tires, mm-hmm. you know, how much, you know, how much for tires on, on her car. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I need to know the size. And then there's usually some numbers and a letter behind the size. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to know what those are. Mm-hmm. And so she got him the size, you know, the, the, the P205, 65, I, I don't remember what it was. 16 or 17. Yeah, something like, something like that. And he goes, do you know what the other letters are? And he goes, is it like a 91V or uh, whatever? She goes, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And what those numbers are is actually the load and the speed rating for the tire. And you want to keep those like same, all the same on the car because they'll all handle the same then. Sometimes if you get ones with like a different speed rating, they'll be softer. So, oh. if you, you know, some mm-hmm. will be harder, some will be softer mm-hmm. with the different speed ratings. Mm-hmm. So it'll cause like weird handling, like when you go oh, around the corner okay. or, um, yep. yeah, or you're trying to stop in the tire, like one axle does one thing and another does the other. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to mismatch your speed ratings like side to side. Okay. Oh, side to side. Okay. Side to side. And you really, you know, you really don't want to do it front to back. Either. Okay. That was going to be my next question. But the first, the first group set of numbers, like 225, that's mm-hmm. the width of the tire yep. in Centimeters. Centimeters. <laughs> centimeters. The metric system. The metric system. And then the set and then there's gonna be a slash and then the next number is the ratio. So the ratio <laughs> It's it's gonna be like essentially this. the height of the tire. Yes, it's the height of the tire. So what that is is that ratio, if you were to take the two hundred and twenty five centimeters, the the sidewall will be and the next number is sixty. That means the sidewall is 60% the size of the tread width is what it is. So if you take that 225 times 0.06, it should give you the height of the sidewall. Okay. But all you really need to know is that second number is the height of the sidewall. So the smaller the number, Mm -hmm. the more of a, like a low, what they call low profile tire. And I call them rubber bands if they just look like really skinny. They ride really hard. They ride really hard. And then the third number is... The rim size. Rim size. So if you have a 225, 60, 16, that, I don't even know if that's a number, but I've done this before with you, and he's like, no. Um, uh, 16 inch is the size of the rim of the tire. So Mm -hmm. rim on the tire. So there's the rim, which is the inside, and then the tire, which is Mm -hmm. the rubber part. And then the speed rating and the load that go that, no, it goes the load and then the speed rating. The, no. It'll be nine, like 91V or something like that. Yeah. So load will be the 91. Now that I don't really know what, what, uh, those all equate to different, different ratings. Yeah. yeah. Those I have to look up. Those I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly what they are and either. Then, I know for. Then the V is like the speed rating. There's like V, H, S, Z, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different letters. And that tells you how many miles an hour that tire is good up to right so like if you're putting if you're putting these on like a sports car it's going to be like a z rating or something along those mm-hmm. lines and then really quickly before we go to break there's you can tell when the the tire was manufactured also by mm. the date code yes and they start putting the date codes on after the firestone recall yes correct yeah Yep. so you could tell a little bit easier on how to read them 
Yeah. But we'll talk about that yeah. on the other side of the we'll, break. Yeah, we'll take a really quick break. Give us a call. We're live, 610-374-8800 or our 800 number, 888-401-0459. And we'll take your calls when we come back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back. It's 8.30 a.m. W-E-E-U, 11.60 W-B-Y-N. You're so smart. I know. That's going to bother you to no end. <laughs> it will. Tommy's going to be so, really sure to give those numbers right. out. So I'm like, ah. Uh. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and our phone number is 610-374-8800. We are live tonight. Yeah, give so, us a call. We'll talk about anything you want to, not necessarily buying a car, but yeah. car related, please. That'll be good. Anyway, so we were talking about uh, the last thing about um, tire. How to look at the age of your tires. The age of the tires. Because a lot of people say, oh, I just put tires on this car. Uh, yeah. No, I can tell if well, you did or not. Well, sometimes they did. Sometimes, you know, they get a really good deal because they're older tires. Right. And what and happens with rubber? Rubber dries out. And gets hard. Yep. If you've had any old rubber bands laying around, yeah. the same thing happens. You go to use it and it breaks. Mm-hmm. So the same thing can happen to a tire. Mm -hmm. It'll end up getting dry and the rubber will get hard. So what's, gen okay, so really quickly, let's just talk about the date code and how you can decipher that. Mm -hmm. So the date code is the um, the week and then the year. Is that correct? Yep. Is that it goes yep. in that order? Yep, week and the year. So there's 52 weeks in a year. Yep. So if you look, at it says 0514. It would be the fifth week of 2014 that they were manufactured. Yep. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that's when they were put on the car, but generally it's with, within yeah. maybe a six-month window yeah. that the usually, tires are put yeah. on. Usually within a six-month six six month window, right? they try to get them on the cars. Yeah, and that's actually – there's there's also a tire um, – uh, the code, the other code, the – I'm drawing a blank. It's the other code that it's not, it's the, um, <laughs> help me, Tommy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, manu it's the, it's the NTSB code or the code that. There's a DOT code. Thank you. That's what we're talking about is a DOT code. No, but there's another, well, yeah, the, there's a yeah, DOT the DO, code. DOT code has, is. The last four digits of the DOT code have the week and the year. Okay, but also That's the why week. I was but also the week and the year are in or have are in their in their own stamp, aren't they? They're part of the DOT code. Okay, so <laughs> sorry. The, the, the DOT codes are like a twelve-digit num. They're uh, letters and numbers, and they'll be in like a little oval area you'll see them like three little ovals mm -hmm. and those numbers will be on there yeah and it'll tell you who the manufacturer was who the plant was and um and what week it was made right so essentially they can track where that came from right and that's for that again comes from the firestone recall and all that yep. kind of fun yep. stuff but that's really important to know that because someone could say oh i just put tires on this car and, you know, it may not have been driven very much, so the tires, the, the tread depth is still good, but the tires are getting old, yeah. and they don't have the traction that they normally would have, even though there's lots of sipes left on them. Yeah. I and sipe. So, like, if you ever tried to pull away from a stop sign on a light incline, 
on a rainy day mm-hmm. and it just spins, mm-hmm. the tires are probably getting a little older. Right. The rubber's not soft and helping grip real easy. Right. So. Yeah. Well, let's take a call from Paul in Reading about tire size. Hi, Paul. Hi. Okay, that 225 that you're talking about is uh-huh. the first three numbers. Does that refer to the circumference of the tire or the distance between or the thickness from the rim to the thread? No. The 225 is the actual width of the tire. So if you're looking at a tire um, front ways, um, like if you're standing behind the car, mm-hmm. that would be the width, and you see the tire that way. That would be the width of the tire, like of of the tread side to side. Which leads me to my second question: Are you sure that number is in centimeters, but or it, would it be in millimeters? Mm. Because when I divided by twenty-five, when I divided the number. By 2.54, that 225 that you're talking about, I came up with an 88-inch wide tire. (laughs) However, when I divided it by by 25.4, which would would I do if it was in millimeters, that's when I came up to 8.8 inches roughly. Mm, I don't know, I'm Tom, doing some quick math Tommy's here doing myself. Some, <laughs> he's double checking to make sure. And, and it might it one, might be millimeters. I might I could be totally. I am. I well, I'm on. I have two. Um, <laughs> Tommy's, I, I Tommy's have on trifecta, medication. Yeah, I have the trifecta. Of, so forgive us. Yeah, of. yeah, that's one conversion <laughs> that I could that I could recite when I'm half asleep. Yeah, <laughs> conversion from. Inches to millimeters. Well, that's. I'm glad you could because I certainly can't. I've never. I struggled yeah. with with math. I was an English major, so you know. It's, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the it, yeah, it's just it's the width of the tire, and I'm not exactly. Tom's checking right now, but um, it's uh, it's the width, and then the second number is the is the height from the rim to essentially the the road or the bottom or the the tread, like the tread of the tire. And yeah. and which number would be the height of the rim? That the would be the rim. that would be the the third number, of course, in inches. Mm-hmm. So sixteen would be like the the um the diameter or not the diameter the um <laughs> the 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 width the width of the the rim itself. So from yeah, side the, to side, yeah, on the out like the outside, not the the widest part of the rim. Yeah, you are right, Paul. I'm I'm totally off. It is in millimeters. Well, I, th- thank I you for never, the correction. I was never good at the metric system. <laughs> but thank you, thank you for that that correction. We appreciate that because uh, you know we may do this for a living, but mathematicians they're always going to call us out if we're getting, we're getting numbers wrong. So <laughs> okay. Well, thank nice you. Talking to you. All right. Well, thanks, thanks, Paul. Paul. See you Bye. later. Well, I appreciate, I always yeah. appreciate corrections like yep. that because, you know, yeah. it is, nobody's it is always right. Millimeters, not centimeters. Nope. And, yeah. All right. Centimeters would, be, I guess, be pretty big. Pretty tires. big. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. A little bit of dead air little, there for a yeah. second. <laughs> little, little, little off tonight. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so the other thing we want to talk about is buying a car that is really prevalent. So cars that are all over the place, they're always a little bit less expensive to repair. Exactly. I mean, there's always that one oddball part. You're like, okay, it's a $2.95 part, but there's like five hours of labor to get to it. There's always those kinds of situations, but in, in any vehicle, but the, 
the more the of the manufacturer has made these vehicles, the less expensive the parts are going to be. Exactly. And and newer cars, if you want to repair like a newer car, something that's still kind of under warranty, you may not be able to get um, uh, repair parts for those as, yeah. as readily. Yeah, you see that a lot with uh, cars that were in accidents when mm-hmm. they were newer. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, when the car's newer, they have a harder time getting parts for them mm-hmm. and finding them, sourcing them, and finding them at you know a lesser price too or or a decent price yeah well we're going to take a really quick break give us a call 610-374-8800-888-401-0459 we'll be taking your calls right after this and now let's get back to tom and ashley with idle talk from king's auto repair and we're back. Thank you for joining us. This is Ashley and Tom and for Idle Talk Radio, King's Auto Repair and our, our ad- email address or our uh, website, kingsautorepairinc.com. Check us out and, uh, tell us what you, tell us what you think of, of, um, whatever. Anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about, um, fixing cars and, um, the cost yeah. of repairs and that kind of stuff. So a lot of times you see like your, cars that you see a lot of on the road are usually more reasonable to repair and And maintain and maintain Mm -hmm. like uh you see a lot of toyota camrys Mm -hmm. you know a lot of honda accords honda civics Mm -hmm. um with priuses all over the place you know you see a lot of these a lot of these certain manufacturers all over the place Mm -hmm. generally those cars are a little less expensive to take care of because when they produce parts for them they produce them on such a grand scale mm-hmm. that when you the they're trying to produce them for so many cars on the road that it actually will bring the cost down because they'll negotiate better pricing when they go to make this stuff. Right. So you'll see a lot better pricing on that as opposed to something like a like a Jaguar mm-hmm. or a Land Rover Land because Rover. there just are not as many of those cars mm-hmm. on the road. And if you think about it, how many you think of, I know that for dealerships, there can only be, they have to, for the man, the dealership themselves, they, they can only really put like one Land Rover Jaguar dealership per capita or per, yeah. per income yeah. bracket. So that's why you only they're have. They're not going to put one in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Right, or they're not going to put maybe not put one in Berks County, but they'll put one in Chester, um, Chester County. So yeah. you know, you really there's the the less the less of the dealerships there are, the more expensive they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Like there's only one Jag dealership around here, and then there's one up in Lehigh. There's only one BMW dealership in BMW and Mercedes in mm-hmm. Berks County. So it, you. The the less prevalent they are, the more expensive they're going to be. Generally, yeah, generally yeah. speaking. But Randy um, in Reading is wants to talk to us about availability of cars. Hey, Randy. Hey, among other things. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I, I was just uh, speculating. Are you uh, the dynamic duo or Abbott and Costello? I think mm-hmm. we're like the odd couple. <laughs> That, that fits. <laughs> no, we're. Yeah. I would say we're. I don't know. Dan, Dan, our uh, one mechanic says he likes to. Uh, he would sell tickets to uh, watch us bicker because we we like we argue with each other, but it's very lighthearted. So like, there's no tears or anything when we argue. We just kind of like. So we're. I would say we're more yeah. like Abbott and Costello. 
I, I'm just curious, since you admitted you're a wannabe blonde, uh, Tom, are you a wannabe uh, something else? Uh, no. Well, no. He's turned I'm, it into I'm, a silver fox. No, no it's going to be a while. It's starting, <laughs> starting to get gray now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's business ownership, they'll do that every time, you know. <laughs> well, my dad, my dad asked me a couple of weeks ago, he goes, how are he goes, are you dying your hair? I said, no. He goes, I was like a lot grayer than, than you are at that age. Yeah. But your dad also ha- had a dairy yeah, farm that was, exactly. <laughs> there was an incredible amount of work and stress. And so a full-time job and worked a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. You could always go with a modern technique and just go with some green streaks or some purple ones. <laughs> I could easily because <laughs> I'm so I'm so blonde slash silver. So yeah, that would be funny. Uh, the when you were making the comment about the popular cars, mm-hmm. I knew a guy that had a uh, radiator shop, and he had a new radiator sitting in his shop for over two years, waiting for a new tank. Because mm. all of the parts were being put into new production, there yep, was no, no spares. Yep, yeah, and that's definitely we had a, we had a, the the 2015 Sentra um, that had oh, a yeah, that we just needed the other a week. yeah we needed a strut. We had a heck of a time getting one of those, and that was a 15. It, the dealer mm-hmm. wasn't going to get one for us for like two weeks. Yeah. So well, that, that's better than two years. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, and, and in this case, he could not repair it because it was a plastic tank. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Had it been metal, he could have repaired it. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Do a aluminum or, or metal weld. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about, and it it's kind of uh, the distressing part, when a car is popular, especially if it's been around a while, you can usually find used parts as well. Yeah. Uh, some Except parts. Yeah. It, the popularity also makes them popular for being stolen. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Honda Civic, the Honda Civic is the most stolen vehicle in America. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes you wonder: Do I really want to risk owning one and not having it anymore? Well, and that and drives up your your insurance too. Yeah. It does. I mean, it could be you could live in the middle of nowhere, you know, Berks yeah. County or Pennsylvania, and still have high insurance for a Honda Civic. You know. It depends. Um, if the if they have newer keys with chips in them, it's true. Up, it, you can buy the technology to bypass that, but it takes a bunch of money. You'd have to be a professional car but, thief. Yeah, you'd have to know what you really know what you were doing yeah. to bypass that stuff. Yeah, but the and, new the newer keys do help. Yeah. And if you know the person isn't around, you just come up with a rollback and pick it up. Well, too. you could do that too if you really yeah. were were determined to get that car. <laughs> but you know, the other thing about you were talking, you mentioned availability of cars. When they did the um, the um, the junk, the the um, clunkers, cash for clunkers, cash for clunkers, yeah. that really, really drove up the price of used cars. Um, so that was, that was, I mean, they did it as a, as an economic boon, but, um, it really, really did kind of affect the price of used cars and it still affects the price of used cars now. Yeah. Because what the, the biggest thing that was junked were the SUVs and they're the mm-hmm. most popular things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to have something and I understand why a lot of people want them. It's basically it's protection. Yeah. When, when uh, you're yeah. driving at your Econo box and you look next to you and you're looking at the axle of an 18-wheeler and you're thinking, 
if this guy just misjudges a little, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be flatter than a roller skate. Mm-hmm. And that's just another reason never to hang out in the blind spot of a of a <laughs> of a, a tractor trailer, which I never like to hang out in the blind spot because I, I drive a little car some of the time, and yeah, I've. That has occurred to me. Like I'm in my little Fiesta, and I look over, and I see this. All I see is wheel, you know, going around. I get past that thing because I am not hanging out anywhere <laughs> where that guy could t- do anything that would be detrimental to me. So yeah, I yeah. completely agree with that. But yeah, the SUVs—they were very much a, um, yeah. a. Uh, I mean, they still are because of the people capacity and the protection and all that kind of fun stuff. So I completely agree with what you're saying there. Well, they also make better uh, traveling boom boxes. They They do. You can have a little mini concert in there and just, Oh, sorry. It's a party. The the thing I was thinking about when your comment about tire sizes, I just wonder how soon are they going to go up to tractor trailer size tires? (laughs) That is a good question. I have no idea. (laughs) That is a good question. That is a very good question. But, Paul, uh, or Randy, we have to take a break. Um, So we appreciate your call and your candor. It's always wonderful to hear from you. And uh, we're going to take a really quick break. You can give us a call, 610-374-8800, and we'll see you on the other side. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. Hey, we're back from... uh, (laughs) I'm so sorry. We're back. This is Ashley. And Tom. From uh, we're Idle Talk Radio, King's Auto Repair. Um, and we are uh, talking about uh, buying cars. And the next thing, I, are we are we kind of cleared up on what we were talking about before? I want to kind of move on to the next yeah. topic. Yeah. Um, a lot of people ask us, um, you know, when, when we're uh, suggesting maintenance and repair, um, does it make sense to spend money on this vehicle? And, and I, I like to say that it's a, it's a very, very, very personal thing because, I mean, you're spending your own money. Um, but what we like to say is, is, you know, if, how many more, how much, how much more do you want to drive this vehicle? And then from there, people sometimes will ask us, well, should I lease or should I buy? Or people have asked me kind of along the way, does it make sense to lease a car? versus buy a car outright or buy a used car. Mm-hmm. So what I like like to say, if people are going to lease a car, that you really have a set dollar amount that you're going to spend on a monthly basis. And if it's a new car and you only lease it for like three years, you know that you're not, it's going to be under warranty. Mm-hmm. You know that you're going to spend X dollars per month with no maintenance or repair. Yeah. Yeah, you know that, hey, you're just going to have to change your oil on it unless it's one of those manufacturers that includes the uh, the fully servicing the vehicle mm-hmm. while it's during the lease period. Mm-hmm. So, But you also have to think, how much are you going to drive it? Right. So if you can't get a, a lease, a low-mileage lease like they advertise in the radio or mm-hmm. on the TV and radio and that, you know, you see them for... Uh, this low, low price, and a lot of them are ten thousand five hundred miles a year for right. those leases. And some people, and some people can do that. Yeah, some people that's great. It yeah. work. It works great for mm-hmm. other people. You know, they go in there and they realize, oh, they got me in here for this low, low lease, and I drive a lot more than that. Right. I mean, we have people that come in that do thirty, forty. We even have some that do fifty thousand miles a year, and it's you start looking at. You know, those people don't want to lease a vehicle. 
No. You're going to really have to uh, spend a bunch of money to actually do a lease on it. So uh, it's something that you really want to consider before you go, you know, off the you know off the deep end mm-hmm. into a lease that you might not be uh you know ready to pay for yeah. driving those kind of miles. Yeah, because like if you go over the mileage and really if it's a 3-year lease, it's going to be they're usually around 36,000 to 38,000 miles I think right. for those. But but if you look at that, if you if it's a 3-year lease and you're coming up to the 3 years and you're going to go over on your miles Call your sales guy and be like, "Listen, I'm going. To, I'm going to go over. Can exactly. I do another lease, or can I buy this out? Have the conversation ahead of time, so you don't roll up to the dealership two thousand or five thousand miles over, and then you're paying that that overage per yeah, cents per, per mile. mile. Yeah, they tr- usually charge you per mile yeah. over. But just be proactive, knowing that it's like, okay, I'm like two months away, or maybe even six months away from this lease being over, and I'm about to go over in my mileage. They will gladly, mm-hmm. generally, take a car back to put back out on the lot because it's a low yep. mileage car that they can resell. Yeah. Um, they will gladly take that car and trade you trade you out of that for another lease or to buy one. Yeah, and a lot of times they're looking for a, a car that still has the factory bumper-to-bumper warranty on it. Right, right, right. Because a lot of times they'll go and do a certified pre-owned warranty on that car then too because it has has some bumper-to-bumper left on it, Mm -hmm. and then they do the certified pre-owned warranty, which usually has the really good powertrain coverage on it. Right, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's all transferable, even the powertrain. Mm -hmm. So that's really important to the dealer and to the manufacturer to get that car out on the lot and get a resale on it. So, and then the other thing, if you're going to buy, if you're going to buy a car outright or you're going to buy it, um, through a loan or something along those lines, but you have the cash to pay for the car, pay for the car, like cash walk in, I never suggest to pay cash for, for a car. Because you don't have any negotiating power, right? True. So if you say, okay, I'll well, finance... The- I wouldn't say you don't have any. You have less negotiating power because they want to finance that car through their finance organization. Exactly. Because a lot of people don't know this and maybe I get a little bit of pushback, but the dealers have get incentives from um, the finance companies to finance through them. So... Um, I'm just trying yeah. to be really gentle about this, but um, they they will want you to finance that vehicle. Yeah, usually they'll give you other ince- <laughs> other incentives to do such such a thing too, because uh, they want they want you to finance it through it. So they'll give you another incentive to do it. So you'll see it in the commercials. They're like, you know, this three thousand uh, dollar rebate if you finance finance through their company Mm -hmm. so but what you can what you can always do is well i have the cash but still you get all the incentives you do the financing and then you pay it off in like four payments exactly and you could still so you can still get all all the incentives all like the great great apr and maybe not even pay interest on it if you pay it off fast enough or very low interest and that would enable you to get like the incentives and the um you know uh what are they called the 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 Ford loyalty program or yeah. whatever the case would be. So that's kind of really important to just kind of do your homework and 
find out what kind of incentives they're offering because you could walk into a dealership and they say, well, I'm going to give you 1.9% APR. But I know if I've done my research that there's going to be like a $3,000, what they call them, a signing bonus or $1,500 off or same as cash or whatever the yeah. case is. So they may want to give you the the dollars off, but I would much rather take the inter- the lower interest to pay like one yeah. or two points less in interest for buying a, buying a car. So that's just my, that's just my, my two cents. But, um, <laughs> so this is just getting me tonight. So he's having a hard time. <laughs> having a hard time. Yeah. Um, but, um, the, but we just think it's just really important to do your homework to make yeah. sure you know what you're buying. I mean, exactly. do your research and make sure you understand like, you know, Audi brakes are going to be a little bit more expensive than like a, a Chevy Toyota. Cruze or yeah, a Camry. But you know, yeah. truck brakes are going and a truck yep. oil change are going to be more, way more expensive because you have more fil- you have a bigger can, you have more bigger oil, filter, more oil, all that stuff. Yeah. So it's just really, really important. We just can't stress enough to do your homework. And I'll also put it out there: if you have a question about buying a car, you can always call us at the shop. Mm-hmm. You can talk to me. You can talk to Tom. Talk to Mike. You can talk to Laura, um, and just kind of lob it out there like, hey, I want to buy this car and it's a, you know, fill in the blank. Um, we can bring it in for an inspection. You know, we can, we can run a Carfax on your behalf. Of course you'd have to pay for it, but we'd still be able to run a Carfax. So these things are just really, really important to make sure that you as an informed consumer are going to make the best purchase for your budget. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to buy an Audi and you love the Audis and you don't, you know how much they cost to, to fix them and to maintain them, by all means, buy that Audi that exactly. you've always wanted, but just know what you're getting into because that's just super, super important. Exactly. And you we just, we just love to inform an informed um, yes. consumer. <laughs> yes. Somebody that knows, knows what they're, what they're what getting they're, into, yeah, what they're getting into. Yeah. So next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Maybe we should talk about check engine lights. I don't know. Oh, those are scary. They are scary, and people don't like them. And I don't like them either. No. But <laughs> they always are. a can of worms. It is a can of worms because it could be anything from stem to stern, as exactly. I like to say. So, but uh, we're gonna sign off here. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank Have you. Have a lovely, lovely, lovely weekend, and we will see you next week. Thank you.